Are you ready to level up the podcast for leaders, entrepreneurs, and business with your hosts, Jose Medina and Crystal Garcia? It's time to level up. Welcome back. We're happy that you've tuned in to Undeniable Level Up Podcast with your host, Jose Medina and Crystal Garcia. This bonus episode is going to help you level up your emotional intelligence. Understanding personalities and how they differ is paramount to increasing your emotional intelligence. Just like us, we know that you've experienced interactions where you were left feeling confused by the other individual's reaction to you or maybe even to the situation itself. Prepare to be enlightened today. Emotional intelligence is key to leading successfully and even living successfully. According to Travis Bradbury, emotional intelligence is your ability to recognize and understand emotions in yourself and others, and your ability to use this awareness to manage your behavior and relationships. What are your thoughts on this description of emotional intelligence? Well, I think it's pretty accurate. Um, I would say that it's super important to know how to read personalities and how to read um, body language and how to read like emotions on somebody's face. And it's kind of telling into the whole situation with the interaction that happened between Will Smith and Chris Rock. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because Chris Rock talks about how he lacks the ability to read emotions. He suffers from some type of infliction where he is illiterate to reading emotion. If that's something that you have a, a difficult time doing, you have to learn how to do that outside of instinct. You have to learn how to read the body language, how to hear for tone and, and those types of things. So I think it's really critical. It's really important. What about yourself? I definitely agree with it. I think that it's spot on. Emotional intelligence is key, really, period in life to being successful in anything. I think that by having a high emotional intelligence, you're really able to level up your game in every aspect of your life. I agree. Uh, though this description is accurate, it's missing the inclusion of how personality plays into this. Personality is the combination of characteristics or qualities that form an individual's distinctive character. Part of being emotionally intelligent is understanding the individual's response in relationship to their personality. What are your thoughts on the importance of personality and being emotionally intelligent? Everybody kind of fits into a few different personalities, the very basic personalities, and we all typically have all four just at varying levels. It's very important, once you learn the different personalities, you'll be able to tell right off, just within minutes of communicating with somebody or spending time with somebody of what personality they are. And how that helps you is because it helps you to be able to identify what personality they are versus what you are. And it allows for you to understand how they communicate, how they respond, and how your words impact them or how your behaviors impact them. It just allows for you to not just coast through life unaware, but it allows for you to be able to understand people on a different level. And it will ultimately help you connect on a much higher level as well. And what you're saying is uh, there's four categories of the different personality types. Is that's what you were saying, right? Yeah, for okay. sure. For starters, there's a misconception that being emotionally intelligent is strictly about reading emotions. And it's definitely not. An individual's personality determines not only how, but why they respond in the various ways that they do. If you know and understand personality difference at the most basic level, you can increase your emotional intelligence immediately. This increases your emotional intelligence, allows for you to confront interactions and almost like you have received a full brief 
prior to that interaction. Sure. So, which obviously can be rewarding. What are those different personalities? Well, I'm sure most people are aware that there are a multitude of personality tests and styles. However, for the purpose of this podcast, we're just going to focus on the DISC model. Each letter of the DISC model signifies one of the four personality types. D is for dominant, and we associate that with the color red. So when we say a person has a red personality, we're saying that they have a dominant personality. I is for influential, and we associate that with the color yellow. So when we say someone has a yellow personality, we say that they have an influential personality. S stands for steady, and we associate that with the color green. So when we say someone has green personality, we're saying that they have a steady personality. Uh, And finally, the C stands for conscientious. Uh, That's associated with the color blue, and that means that they have a conscientious personality. So we're going to break down each of these personalities, and as we do this, Think about what type of personality you are. Think about the personalities of those that you interact with, especially those people that maybe you have a challenge with. Sometimes your personalities can be in conflict because how you communicate with the blue is going to be different than how you communicate with the red, different than how you communicate with the yellow, etc. For sure. So we'll start off with what I refer to as red or the D or dominant personality trait. Famous people with this personality are Arnold Schwarzenegger and Oprah Winfrey. So their communication method is direct. Their emotional intelligence is genuinely high. They are able to recognize and draw potential in others. They value achievement. So they achieve results and are competitive. Action, they take action quick. Control, they will take charge. Um, So in a group where people are kind of like, who's going to be in charge? They're going to take charge quick. They have a drive with a desire to win, to do something meaningful, and they're very goal-oriented. Um, Their motivators are on challenges, solving problems. Um, They like implementing new things and they adapt to changes very well. And then their challenges, um, they can come off as being aggressive because of their competitive and achievement nature. They do not like details. They see them as unnecessary. So they're very meat and potatoes. Pushy, they can seem pushy because they don't give up and they believe that there's always a way around everything. They're not about losing. (laughs) Um, sensitivity due to their value and action and achievement, they can come off as being insensitive sometimes. And these are your type A personalities for sure. Um, they like to take credit and may come off sometime as know-it-alls. Connecting with the red requires for you to allow them to make their own decisions. So to have that autonomy, to ask them if you want insight into their decisions, um, they'll tell you, promote competition, recognize them in front of others, and utilize the bluff method or the bottom line up front when communicating with them. So just the meat and potatoes. They don't want all of the significant details and where things started. They don't want the history aspect of it. They want what it is exactly that they need to know in most condensed format possible. Yeah, I know a lot of reds and I myself am a red. I know Crystal scores high on the red personality trait as well. And I would say a lot of these characteristics, um, they resonate with me. And even though all of them may not resonate, most of them do. And so as you're looking through and you go, oh, well, I don't, I'm not really goal oriented. Well, you don't have to have every single trait. Right. This is just uh, the, the common themes, right? Um, but definitely when you're looking at your alpha male, your, uh, your take charge type dude or gal, that's kind of who you're looking at. Guys like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Oprah Winfrey, you put them in a room, they're automatically going to take charge. You put me in a room, no one takes charge, I'm taking charge. Actually, yesterday when we were in jujitsu, our professor stepped off the mat to go deal with a new customer 
and no one took charge. And immediately I was like, I should just go up there and take charge, but I'm a white belt. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I'll be overstepping my bounds in that, in that situation. So I, I didn't do it, but like I felt like I should have done that in yeah. order to cover for him. Like I just take charge in the absence of, uh, of anybody doing it. Right. Who else do you know in your circle, Crystal, that uh, you would consider to be a red? Honestly, aside from me and you, I... Hmm. I would say AJ. I think AJ's a red. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, um, yeah he's, he's burning bright red. I've worked with him in the past <laughs> and definitely takes charge in the absence of, of orders. And, and even when he's not in charge and somebody else in charge, he still has a dominant personality where he'll ask challenging questions and he'll challenge leadership. And that's, you know, that's good to have. I think Pablo's an A. Oh, our, sure. our professor is definitely a, a red. Also, I think Jules is also you said an A. Yeah, <laughs> you met Alpha. Alpha, yeah, he's an Alpha. Yeah, but but he's definitely a Red. And I also yeah. think uh, Jules, uh, one of our black belt instructors, oh, sure. is also a uh, a Red as well. So yeah, uh, the I for influential personality is what we refer to as a Yellow. Famous people with this personality type are individuals like Kevin Hart, Robin Williams. Their communication method is sometimes passive. Uh, they tend to avoid conflict. Um, their emotional intelligence is often kind of low. We talked about Chris Rock, and right. you know, he's a comedian, just like Kevin Hart and Robin Williams, where that emotional intelligence can be on the lower side. Um, sometimes they'll say things that hurt your feelings, but they really don't mean to. Their value is focused on attention. They drive value from uh, attention. They get energized by other people and a love for attention. Also, they like to be connected to a lot of people. They drive energy from that. Their image is very high. So typically they'll be dressed to notice. They'll have the latest brands or flashy colors or funny looking hats, like, you know. Feathers. Feathers, <laughs> yeah. Their drive is really to connect with others and also to have a very strong positive image. Their motivators can be connection. They're moved by personal stories. These are individuals that you can motivate by telling them a moving story. If you want them to donate to a cause, right. tell them a moving story. They're all about fun and happiness. They like to do fun things. They get bored very, very easily. They can't work in a place where it's routine and redundant. They're gonna lose passion there. Right. Uh, they're not gonna be engaged. They're also really big on social recognition because they like to be the, the life of the party. They're bright. <laughs> yeah, they, they wanna shine bright. They walk in, they want everybody to notice them and they want they wanna be the energy in the party. Some of the challenges are they can have in a short attention span. So that might not be the right person to maybe learn a foreign language or uh, do something that's very tedious or, or something they have to pay a lot of attention to. Sometimes they can avoid pain, whether it's physical or emotional. So rather than dealing with a pain issue, they'll laugh it off and kind of, you know, so a lot of these guys can feel depressed, but you never know. They have this outward positive appearance and they're always laughing. Kind of reminds me of Robin Williams, you know what I'm saying, with his situation, you know? Right. The other one is boredom. They get bored very, very easily. If uh, you have a, a child, they may always be saying, oh, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored. Uh, all kids say they're bored. But, <laughs> but the yellow might be more bored, right? right? Also, they may lack follow through. A lot of times they like starting something, but they don't follow through to, to finish it. They can kind of waver off into something else and to doing something different because they get bored with what they were doing. Um, they take a project to a certain point, and once it's no longer fun, they're like, eh, I don't want to do that no more. I'm going to go do something different that's more fun. Connecting with the yellow requires you to be enthusiastic when you communicate new things, giving them energy, like being very energetic and not being kind of doldrum, kind of boring. Like they're not <laughs> going to really want to listen to you. So you want to follow up with a person who's a yellow a lot because like I said, sometimes they can uh, wander off. You know what I'm saying? So you <laughs> yeah. got to pull them back in and go, hey, guy, or did you do this task or did you complete this? You have to make things fun when possible. If you want to give a yellow a job and you want him to do it well, turn it into a game. Yeah. At, create a way where there's a point system 
or create a way where he can win a prize or, or be rewarded. That a yellow is going to do well there, right? Additionally, they want support. So a yellow, you're going to have to be there more to constantly give them praises and say, you're doing a great job. You're doing really good. Keep it up. They want to hear that kind of stuff. A lot of what they do is tied to their image. And so having a positive image of this individual is going to be good. As soon as you start to have a negative image and this person feels like you're having a negative image of them, they'll start to kind of shut down and kind of feel defeated. It's really important to know that. Who do you know that's a yellow? I don't think we have too many yellows in our circle. The only person I can think of, she actually lives in San Antonio, but we were in the military together. She was one of my old soldiers. She's definitely a bright yellow. <laughs> very into all these things. I, I know that her yellow is very high, but definitely for her, me giving her things that allowed for her to be able to be that bright yellow were very effective. So her planning things, her organizing things, her making things fun, her doing events, those are the kind of things that really gave her energy and she enjoyed them. So she really yeah. excelled at those things. I had an interaction with the yellow when I used to work at Cardinal Health. I had a um, an admin assistant that was a yellow I was doing annual reviews, and when I called her into my office and I, I started off by saying, hey, um, these are some of the things that I think you can work on to you know, be a better admin assistant. She broke down and started crying. I was completely surprised because I thought she was doing a pretty decent job. Like She wasn't perfect by any means, but right. um, I didn't think she was terrible. Like She wasn't being fired or anything like that. So um, really caught me by surprise, and she just... The more I talked, the more she cried. And so I stopped the I stopped the one-on-one -on -one and I was like, look, we'll just pick this back up tomorrow because obviously I've rubbed you the wrong way and we can't complete this conversation. And so the next day when we sat down together, I had the opportunity to kind of assess her personality and I realized my mistake. And some of the feedback that she gave me, because I, I started off by asking her like, okay, so what did I do wrong? What did I do that caused you to become upset when I'm just trying to provide you some feedback? And she said, I really wish you would have started off by telling me some things that I've done well, um, as opposed to just going in and saying, I didn't do this right, I didn't do this right, right, you know? And obviously, I didn't mean it in a negative way, but it just came off that way because of her personality type. As I learned more and more about personality types and about her personality type in particular, I understood why she reacted the way that she did, and I found a way to kind of manage that individual from the perspective of her personality. So when I do give her feedback, I always start off by saying, hey, you're doing a great job at this and this. I think some places where you can improve to be better at what you do and to be a rock star is if you do these things as well. Right, and she so, did better with that, didn't she? She did, yeah, she yeah. absolutely did, yeah. So the next um, personality type is the S or steady, and this is what we refer to as a green. Famous people with this personality are Nelson Mandela and Julia Roberts. Um, their communication method is passive with passive aggressive tendencies. They're calm. They avoid conflict. Um, their emotional intelligence is pretty low. Um, they require clear and concise information and guidance. They value collaboration. They like to work in groups. Um, they like having formal roles when you're doing any kind of projects or anything. And support. They like to both give and receive support. Um, their drive is their desire to help, their desire to make a difference. So greens you typically see in positions where they really excel is things like the medical field, sometimes things like the Peace Corps. Um, they're very giving individuals. They like for everybody to be happy. Um, their motivators are their appreciation for help, given the opportunity to help make a difference. Their challenges tend to be blame. Sometimes they can often blame others for their situation. Change, they're not really big on change because they don't like to cause rifts. And a lot of times when you implement changes, you know, it's uncomfortable for people and they like for yeah. everybody to have balance and, and people not to be upset. They like for everybody to be happy. 
collaboration. They're reluctant to share without total comfort. They're very comfortable with being in groups and everybody being on good terms. But when there's any kind of rift, they have a hard time. Um, Decision-making, they do not like to take sides. Um, They like everyone to be happy. When they're forced to take sides, they've definitely made a clear decision, either you're wrong or right. Like for them to get to that point, it takes a lot. Emotional intelligence, um, they often misread um, what's said or done. Emotions, they respond and lead emotionally. Focus, they can't handle numerous tasks. So they'll take on a lot of tasks to be helpful, but it'll become um, kind of stressful for them. They're motivators. Um, they will not take responsibility for others' motivators. Um, time management, they take their time with tasks, and oftentimes they can be unorganized. And that really comes down to the fact that because they want everybody to be happy and they're trying to keep everybody happy, they tend to take a lot on. Sure. Connecting with the green requires for you to encourage them to complete projects, to help them explore ways to save energy, time, and money, question them to gain insight into what they need, show them appreciation for their contributions. And it's not about that they're um, selfish, they need for you to be telling them all the time, oh, you're doing such a good job. It's more about the fact that they want to give, they want to be selfless. And because of that, they want to know that they're doing that. Like they're wanting, that's right. their p- piece of wanting to know that they're doing well. And so sometimes even for a green, you, when you're when you're recognizing them, it's not even about telling them that they're doing a good job. It's also part of saying, hey, you've really made an impact on right. the organization. You really helped uh, society. They, they want to be part of a bigger picture as well. Right. That's very important to them. Yeah. Show them the necessity for change. So like I said earlier, they have a hard time with changes. So in order for them to to be accepting of that, they really need to know the necessity for the change. So this is why sure. we're making the change. It's gonna help everybody, yeah. you know? Yeah, and that's a good way to frame it when you're dealing with the green and say, hey, this change, I know you're uncomfortable with change, but this change is better for everyone. Right. Um, it's really gonna help save money or it's really gonna help um, save the environment or you know something right. like that. That's really gonna go well with the green. For sure, that's definitely a way to get them on board. Yeah. But a red's not gonna care. <laughs> no, a red's like- A red's gonna be like, change, the best yeah, decision. let's do it. <laughs> I couldn't wait to change this. (laughs) Um, When faced with decisions, um, ensure that they understand the responsibility is theirs. No, absolutely. I think Cecilia's a green. She doesn't like having employees because she doesn't want to discipline them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Greens like have she's a hard a, time with that. Yeah. And, and she can take charge and she can be in charge and, and she likes doing that, but she doesn't like the, hey, you didn't come to work, so now I got to write you up and, yeah. you know, that part of it. And that can be tough for a green. A lot of times greens will give multiple chances, like over and over and over. And so when you have a leader who you feel is not being decisive, in disciplining another person, it could be because their personality is in conflict with that. And so in a situation like that, you may have to understand deeper, or you may have to pull that green in and go, hey, listen, I know you've given you know, Bob five chances, he's been late five times and you haven't given him a write-up, but let me tell you how this impacts the organization. Right. Our overtime is going up, our costs are going up. That's perfect. This, yeah, and, and this is a good way for the green to go, oh, I need to make a decision because I need to do what's right for the business. Um, and so that's a good way to kind of handle that. The C is for conscientious personality, and that's what we refer to as a blue, all right? Famous people with a, a blue personality are like Steve Jobs and Warren Buffett right? Um, The communication method can be very passive, and sometimes they can go out of their way to avoid conflict. They don't feel comfortable with conflict straight on. These are some of the guys that you may consider to be a nerd or to be somebody who's overly smart, book smart, not street smart. Like this could be your guy who's a blue. 
Their emotional intelligence is typically very low. They're not very good at reading body language or reading emotion or hearing tone. And so sometimes that can go past them. Their uh, values include facts and standards. They want information and they want all the information. So it's not enough to say, hey, today we're going to launch this brand. That might not be enough for them. They want to know well, what they, what is the brand? What's the sales in the market? What is this? You know, they, they want the, the very nitty gritty details of that. Another value is they can be very genuine and meaningful connections, meaning they're very selective in who they befriend. A lot of these guys are introverted and they like to be alone. So they don't have a big circle of friends and their power circle can be very small. They're very loyal, but that loyalty is based on others being loyal to them as well. That's really important. They enjoy one-on-one -on -one conversations. Uh, they don't like big parties. They don't want to be celebrated in front of the whole organization. They don't want to get pulled up on stage and, hey, Bob did great this week. You know, <laughs> they'd rather you pull them into the office and go, hey, man, you're doing a really good job. And uh, a blue will appreciate that a lot more. Putting them in the spotlight makes them uncomfortable. Also, solitude. That's where they're energized. So you can find a blue reading a book, eating alone at lunch, sitting at the table by himself. Um, it's not that he's being antisocial. It's that that's where he drives his energy from is, is being alone. Um, some of their motivators are loyalty, solitude, and also problem solving. So someone who's high in blue likes puzzles. They like challenges. They like to fix things. Some of the challenges when dealing with the blue, they don't take constructive criticism very well. In order to give someone constructive criticism, you pretty much got to come with a lot of details, right? Like you got to come with facts. You can't go and say, hey, you know, you need really need to work on being on time. Well, how many times was I late? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me how many times was I late um, and how late was I? Were you in the office when I, you know, th those kind of things, you can have those types of uh, conversations. Forgiveness, um, they can be very unforgiving because of their value and loyalty. Also, they're very private. And so if you put them in a situation where their privacy is exposed, they can shut down. That can be painful or difficult for a blue, and it can cause depression, uh, th those types of things. They can be sensitive, easily hurt. And also, again, the solitude. They like to be alone. They, they prefer to be by themselves. And so sometimes this can be isolating for them. So they can be a little bit depressed and you won't know about it. You may think something's wrong, but nothing's wrong. Like they don't really show a lot of emotion sometimes. Connecting with a blue requires for you to follow through with your piece of the puzzle. So if you have a part in a project where a blue is kind of running the project, um, you're going to need to be able to bring your part to the table and be able to understand and, and speak on your piece of it and really know it. Also, they want an action plan. They want to know what step A is, what step B is. They want to they want to be very thought out and very detailed. They want you to give them time to make decisions. Um, sometimes our blues can be um, stuck in analysis paralysis. For example, I had a blue when I was in the military that was in charge of me, and he asked me to write an SOP. And I wrote an SOP and I presented it to him, and he red inked it. And then I took it back and I rewrote it and I brought it back to him. He read and did it again. And then he gave it back to me. And this guy was just, he was a blue. And, and the, the problem was that that SOP was never, never going to be good be enough. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. It was never going to be perfect, right? And every time I brought it to him, he made changes to it. So um, a blue can be like that. Also, uh, they want data. If you want to make a change, you're going to need, really need to present a lot of data for the, for these individuals to, to help support that change. If you have a boss who's a blue, it's not enough to go in and say, hey, sir, I want to do this. They're going to want to know, well, what's the impact? What's the cost? What's the, how long will it take? How do you implement it? You know, who's in charge of it? You know, they, they're going to want everything, all the details. It's really important when connecting with a blue that you provide them facts. They want to know the facts. And if you make it up and they find out... <laughs> You're and done. They're, you're done. They're not going <laughs> to trust you. And then everything that you bring them, they're going to second guess and they're going to research on their own. That's what a blue is going to do. And if you recognize them, they want to be recognized in private.
I had read something that was kind of comparing how the different colors, the different personalities respond to something when it happens. And so the example that was given was in a uh, banana pill on the ground, somebody slipping on a banana pill. And so um, if a red slips on a banana pill, they'll just be like, God dang it, I slipped on a banana pill. God damn it. (laughs) Who put this banana pill here? Yeah. (laughs) A yellow will slip on the banana pill and be like, ha ha, did everybody see me slip on the banana pill? And then a green. They'll make a TikTok about it. <laughs> yeah, TikTok. <laughs> and then a green will slip on the banana pill. They'll be they'll be kind of embarrassed looking around to see who's looking like, oh, I slipped on a banana pill. Now the blue, when a blue slips on a banana pill, they'll slip on the b- banana pill and be like, who put this there? Why did it end up there? How can we prevent it from being there again? They'll pick it up. They'll throw it in the trash. How many people have slipped on this banana pill? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's a really good example, and um, and the different personality types on how they deal with problems. You can't assume that everybody in your organization has the same exact personality. And as you start working with people and you start to categorize them as red, yellow, blue, and green, um, you start to realize certain things that they do that's similar to each other. For example, once you start realizing who your reds are, you start, man, every time the reds, they're always super dominant. They're always the one that has a talk, have the last word. Like, you know who they are. Now you know how to work with that person, how to get them to agree to something, how to, you want to get a red to agree with you, with you? Go in there and say, hey, man, you're doing a great job. You're the best, <laughs> you're the best boss I ever had. You know, I, I was really thinking about doing this. I think this would really make us look good. This would really make you look good if you make this decision. You know, oh, man, hell yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so so now that we've shared each personality type, what do you think we can do to leverage this information to increase our emotional intelligence? Well, if you know and understand your own personality and those with whom you interact, you can leverage that in how you communicate and connect in order to motivate. I know that I personally can tell within a short, very short period of time what somebody's colors are. You're going to be all four. So, you know, I can look at somebody and I always know what their top two colors are just based on my interactions with them. You know, I can be like, oh, that person's a red blue or that person's a green blue. I typically can tell based on my interactions with them and their interactions with others. And I've even done that a couple of times where I will look at someone or or I'll interact with someone and I'll go, "Uh, this person is a blue. And then they'll take the personality test and they're blue. Or I'll say this person is a red green and they'll take a personality test and they'll be a red green. But it comes with practice. It comes with understanding the different personality types and then actually having like your team members take the personality test and then going, oh yeah, I knew it. I I saw it all along. I knew you were a red all this whole time. And sometimes you'll get it wrong because sometimes the personalities can be learned, right? So sometimes you can be a natural yellow, but you've been put into a position of authority where you're a boss and you have to learn to be a red. So it may not be a natural redness for you. It may be a learned behavior. Your natural personality is to be jokey and to yeah. like, you know, have fun. And, but then you got to go into the boardroom and you got to put on this red facade. But deep down, you're cracking jokes. You know, yeah. you're sliding them in. like so, so your real personality still comes out, but sometimes some of your personality traits can be learned, and that's why everybody has a little bit of other personality types within them because you learn it as you grow up and as you, you know, go through situations. How have you leveraged this information to increase your emotional intelligence? And if so, how did you do that? For me, as I learned more and more about the DISC model, I really loved it because it's uh, really simple. It gives you the four colors and it's really easy to just say you're a blue, you're a red, you're, you don't even need to remember DISC. And as soon as you associate the colors with the personality, then it's very easy to understand when you get upset. So, so for me, the emotional intelligence comes when things go wrong, right? When you have a conflict with another employee, whether it's your employee or a peer or a superior, where you go, man, 
I'm having a problem with this with this person. Um, why am I having an issue with them? Why every time I go into his office, I get rejected for what you know my proposal or or whatever the case is. Oh, he's a blue. I need to bring some data for this guy. My project is not detailed enough for his personality. Absolutely. So I'll go back and I'll work on that. Or I have an employee who I can't motivate. I can't get this this employee motivated to do his job. Keeps um, wandering off and going off task. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, this guy's a yellow. I need to put this guy in charge of bringing in the cupcakes on Friday. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I got to give him a task that's going to be fun that he's going to like doing and that's going to be exciting for him to make his job fun. And those are the guys that I'll like, when I'm working in a warehouse, I'll go out and I'll find those guys and I'll tell them a joke. Something to keep them engaged and keep their yellow kind of fired up a little right. bit. So what about you? What do you do? Kind of some of the same things. And actually, when I, I do training and stuff, even when I did like the active shooter training, yeah. I designed it in a way that it was powerful for every color. I used the bottom light up front method for the reds. I made sure that I included data for the blues, but that it was concise so that the red wasn't annoyed. I made sure that there was enough interaction so that the yellow felt like it was fun. I also made sure that I included the importance for the greens. So I try to do that when I do things like training events so that I can keep everybody engaged and that they truly all get value out of it and that they all enjoy it, that it's not just like, some mundane training. Right. So um, that's really good. I, I never thought about doing that. I never thought about developing uh, training sessions around personality types. And that's really insightful. That's really, really good. To, thank you. To know that. And then aside from that, um, just in my interactions, I really try to, to be aware of the fact that when people have different personalities, how they respond and how they interact. And so I make sure that I gauge that and then I respond effectively based on what their personality is so that we can have the best working relationship and the best motivation level for if it's somebody that's working for me or with me that way we're either producing the best product or we're having a you know an effective conversation so i try to be aware of those things which personality type do you hate dealing with the most a yellow and honestly <laughs> just because my yellow is almost non-existent yeah <laughs> Although I think I can be more of a yellow at home. Yeah. Well, what annoys you about a yellow? <laughs> that they can be a little bit scattered. They do like for things to be fun and vibrant. And so sometimes they don't pay attention. They tend to get a little bit scattered, you know, especially in a work environment. They can't focus on a whole lot of things at once. They get kind of overwhelmed and you have to keep reminding them things. And guys, and I don't want you to think because everybody is all of these colors. So you're, you know, but you are going to be dominant in one. And if you're not, like, I've never been a morning person. So in the military, I used to tell everybody, like, hey, I just want to let you guys know from the jump that I'm not a morning person. I don't come in. I'm not the person that's like, hey, everybody, how are y'all doing? Good morning. I'm that person that I get everything ready the night before because I know that I'm going to roll out of the bed, ready to go. I can't get up an hour, two hours early and drink coffee and have this little, you know, routine in the morning. Like, that just doesn't happen. It takes me a couple hours to wake up, and I'm not that bubbly individual. So, right, right. For me, believe it or not, it's uh, it's red personalities. That's what I have the most hard time with. It's because you're like like two bulls button heads, yeah, man. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> it. It's like, look, man, I'm in charge, bro. Like, I got this. Like, you know, take a seat. Being a red and then dealing with another red, um, not every red is um, in conflict, but a lot of times you can get two reds that, that will conflict because they're both red. They both want to be in charge. They both want to be seen. They won't both want to be known. You know what I'm saying? But if they're, if they're both aware, there's a way to work through that. Yeah. If they're both aware and there's a, a defined pecking order, 
then it's a lot easier. <laughs> like, for example, if you have a red that's working for you, he knows you're the boss, right? Right. And, and he's going to perform to impress you and to make sure that he, you for know, sure. you see he's doing a good job. And you know what I'm saying? But now if you have a peer who's a red, well, now you're in conflict because now this guy's trying to be better than you. And you know what I'm saying? Like, there's going to be a little bit of tension there. Uh, so um, to me, it'd be another red. I like yellows. Because they're fun. Yeah. I like having yellows around because they're they're the ones that are always joking and, and making work environment less boring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Crystal, what's your personality type and what can you tell us about yourself? So, I am um, very high red and blue. They're almost even. My blue is a little bit lower than my red. So, the, the interesting thing, and then and then I'm green and then yellow. My yellow is almost non-existent. Yeah. So, for a red and a blue. So, if you remember the difference between the red and the blue. So... I like the bottom line up front, but I also like the details. So if you're going to bring me an issue, I want to know why it's an issue. So I want those details, but I don't want you giving me the whole backstory. Like I don't need all that extra. I don't need the fluff. I don't need to know so-and-so said this and -and so-and-so said that. I just need the data and I need to know what the plan is in the most concise manner possible. Even though I'm a red blue, so like my green's a little bit higher. And then of course, like I said, my yellow is almost non-existent. I definitely tend in most situations to be that red blue. What I appreciate about the, the green aspect is that it allows for me to have some more compassion. But I know that when I deal with situations, like I see things very, very black and white, honestly. And I also know that some of my values and like my characteristics, what those things are and what my character strengths are, also play into my being a red blue, but I can make a hard decision and I can stand behind it. I can give the data for it. I'm not the person that's going to be like, oh, we should, we should wait on that. Cause this, cause that everybody has a sad story. Everybody's gone through things. And so when I have to make a decision, I make that decision based on what's best for the organization or for the group or for the whatever it is. So I know that when I had gone through some training on personality they had given a scenario for everybody to kind of see the difference in everybody's personalities. And so what they told everybody is you have this team who's competing, a sports team. You have so many members of the sports team who are really, really good, like you're really, really competitive pieces of the sports team. You have some that aren't that good, they're kind of average, and then you have some that are below average. You can only send X amount of people to this competition. Who are you gonna send and who are you gonna cut and why? And so, Of course, me, I'm like, you're going to send your top people, your top performers, because they worked hard and they're your top performers. Like, that's a no brainer, right? That's my red blue. Like, I seen the data and I'm gonna make a quick decision. But then other people, when I heard their decisions, I'm like, what? Like, a green was like, we got to figure out a way to take all of them. Like, what do you mean? They didn't, they didn't all work as hard as each other you know you don't reward everybody together like that's the you know that's the everybody gets a trophy Mm -hmm. you know and then some people are like oh well i would have people volunteer to go and everybody needs to this needs to be fun and enjoyable for everybody so we need to figure out a way to do that and i'm thinking why would you you know like given the information to me it's a no-brainer you make the decision the people who work the hardest if you can only take eight it's your top eight people And then the rest of those people work harder next time, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's the truth. And that's the truth in life to, you know, to be honest. So to a red, to a red blue, (laughs) to a red blue. (laughs) (laughs) I would say that uh, in my experience with you and working, um, you know, personal and also professional, what I've seen is it's really dependent on the situation, what personality comes out and what you need in order to 
to either make a decision or to execute a task or whatever. So personally, I think typically, if you're not the one that's required to make the decision, you take more of a red type of personality. You're, you're more of a like, all right, let's go, let's get it done. I don't need to know all the information. I just need to know where I need to be and what I need to be doing and, and let's do go, let's go do it. That's um, true. <laughs> yeah. But when you're required to make a decision and it's a decision that, that is going to have a, an impact, then you become more of a red. And then that's where you you're like blue. more yeah. of a blue. You're right. Um, yeah, you do become more of a blue there because now you're like, okay, well, I want to know all the details on this. And, and it, it, I even see it when you're making a decision on a um, personal decision, like purchasing a home or buying a car or like where it's, it's going to be impactful. You're going to do all your research. You're going to compare all the brands. You're going to, you know, you're going to do what blues do, right? You're going to dig into the data and find out what the best decision is. It's such money. It's, yeah, it's such money. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's what I've seen from you in terms of uh, which, which color. And I've never, ever, ever seen you volunteer to throw a party. So I know your yellow is really low. <laughs> <laughs> So in terms of myself, um, I would say that I'm high red. He's got a little bit of blue, but his, he's almost all red. Yeah, I'm almost <laughs> all red. So I would say I probably have maybe 25% blue and then the green and the and the yellow are pretty low. But I'm really good at faking the yellow. Yes, you are. Yeah, I'm really good at pretending to be a yellow when I'm really not. <laughs> and it's part of my, my methods of persuasion because I know the yellows can be fun, energy giving and uh, things like that. And so I kind of I kind of dig into that and I kind of have learned that behavior. And so that's not something that's natural to me. I'm really more of an introvert who pretends to be an extrovert, if that makes sense. In terms of my blue, the data is kind of annoying sometimes. But I also know that sometimes I need the data in order to make a good decision. So I rely on that blue to help me make good decisions. But I'm definitely 100% red. And if you bring me information, I can make a directionally correct decision based right. off of what you present. I'm a fail fast kind of guy. Like, let's, if yeah. we're going to mess it up, let's mess it up fast and learn from it and pivot and, you know, change, sure. change directions. Just about everything you do is red. <laughs> yeah, I would say, yeah, you're 100% right. And I would say that my green is super, super low, and, and the, which is makes a lot of sense because I've taken personality tests that have measured like Your empathy. empathy. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm like extremely like low, 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 low on an empathy. And so here's a perfect example. We could be walking through the airport, right? Somebody will drop something and I'll walk right past it. It's not my problem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, that person dropped it. They, they, that's, that's on them. But Crystal will see it and she'll reach out, pick it up and run out and tap him on the shoulder and say, hey, you dropped this. Like, you know, that's just not me. It's, I don't have that, that level of empathy to do that next step. We'll be driving on the freeway, see a car on the side of the road and somebody sitting in their car. And Crystal's like, oh, that person needs help. And I'm like, screw that person. They might be trying to rob us. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, might, it might be a, a heist. I don't know. That's also how those personality traits kind of play into the decisions that you make as right. a decision maker, you know what I'm saying? And and then also how you connect with your partner in terms of your relationship, because if your partner's a red and you're a red, you may bump heads because you both want to be in charge of the relationship. You both want to wear your pants. You just see a lot of things like that where when you don't understand the personality types, then it's really complex in, ter in terms of how you manage your relationship, how you communicate with right. each other and, and that kind of stuff. And so. even understanding, you know, like say for instance, a blue, a blue needs that solitude sometimes. And so in a relationship, you have to understand that sometimes like it's nothing against you, but that that blue needs that solitude time to recharge. You know, sometimes they need that alone time to get in a better headspace. I know for me, one of the things I love the most 
um, we have a Camaro with the drop top. If I take the Camaro to jujitsu, I love in the evening to have the top down and the music on. And it's like such a peaceful, like I feel like a solitude, like where I can just think or even just not think about anything at all, but just kind of release and just relax. And that's um, invigorating for me. But that's alone time. Just understanding those different things, you know, like like he mentioned his empathy. He's not as apt to making decisions that I would out of, you know, my care for that level of green that I have. So I do look at different situations and say, oh, I should help. And sometimes it's a matter of I was a medic in the military. I was a um, ER tech um, before I went into the military. So I have a, a long medical background. And I've been in situations where I've seen things happen and I'll respond, I'll react immediately to try to help that person, at least initially. And that's just part of my nature. But you do have to understand those things about each other in order to have the best connection that you can in a relationship to understand those differences between one another and why that is. And I would say that your empathy and your compassion really challenges me to be more empathetic and more compassionate and more giving. A lot of times I think that I follow your lead when it comes to those types of things because I know I have a void there or I have a lack of understanding in terms of when I'm being crude or when I'm being not compassionate. It's good to have somebody who's of a different personality type or has has a has a different perspective so that you can be better where you where you're lacking. Maybe you're a red and you're with a yellow and that yellow makes you more fun and brings you out of your out of your comfort zone sometimes. Maybe you're a blue who can't make a decision and you're married to a red who can make a decision and so you're more it kind of I hate to bring this back up again because I I know this has been played. I already over know. Over. I already know what you're gonna bring up. Yeah, because I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking about the personality types of the situation with Jada and Will and and Chris Rock. That whole triangle thing, right? And so I'm thinking, Chris Rock is obviously a yellow. He got smacked in the face, and he, what did he say? Man, Chris Rock just smacked the shit out of me. You know, <laughs> it's like he he made it a joke, right? And in although he was hurt. He turned it into a funny thing, like you know what I'm saying, yeah. like, um, and so that's a perfect example of a yellow, you know, and and uh, Jada is a perfect example of a red. She heard a joke that was aimed at her that she didn't like, and she made a face, and she looked at her husband, and she was like, "Really?" And he's a green, yeah, right, he's definitely a green, one hundred percent a green. And he said, so "For a green to do something like that is so out of character." It's out of character, <laughs> but it was it was brought on by the energy of the red. Yeah. The red triggered the green to act because the green is always loyal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like look at all the things that that uh that uh that Jada has put Will through, right? Over the years and he still stays there. He's a green. It's hard for him to make that decision. Yeah. The, sure. the decision maker needs to be the red. The red has to make the decision to end the relationship. The green will never do it. The green will Take it and take it and take it and take it until and take they it. can't. Until once they, they can't. cross that line, once yeah. they push past past that line, they're they're decisioning is definite oh absolutely once he once he makes the decision to to change the situation then it'll be changed but right now what is he thinking he's thinking i gotta keep my family together i gotta keep my kids together i gotta keep my unity of my family like you know what i'm saying he's looking at the greater good and he's sacrificing himself for the greater good like a green would do so I, i say that because that's something that we've all recently seen and you can easily apply the colors to that scenario the only one that you can't really apply to is the blue which I guess that's the lawyer that's coming in is going to <laughs> drop that that's lawsuit. That's true. Yeah. Um, so what do you think about um, Ukraine's president, President Zelensky? What color do you um, think he is? Definitely red. You think he's a red? I, I think don't. he's a red. You don't think he's a red? And so, I actually think he's unique. Okay. Uh, let me justify my, my answer 
and then you t- and then you give me your perspective because okay. I think Zelensky is uh, um, he he's playing a red on TV. He's so, playing a red. Yeah, but he's not. So, a red. so I don't know him. I don't know him personally. So I, I only know from what I've seen on television and from the image that he's presented, he's a red. Um, okay. He's in charge, not coming off as shy. He's made some jokes against Putin that I thought were pretty funny and like you know what I'm saying. So um, I think he's he's like a red yellow. I would say he he's definitely a yellow. Yeah, and he was a comedian too, which totally okay. makes sense. Oh, it makes sense. I didn't know he was a comedian. See, I don't, <laughs> but I don't know. Your yellows are inspirational, and yeah. they're able to inspire people. And the reasoning is because they can get people to loosen up. You know, when somebody tells a joke, it automatically causes you to drop your defenses and yeah. to to interact with one another. So I don't want people to think that because you're one color or another, like that you couldn't be a good leader or that you couldn't be effective in different positions. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, definitely, I think he's a yellow. But it's allowed for him to inspire and it's allowed for him to take the situation and really drive the situation, you know, effectively. I do think that he's definitely got a high red. I wouldn't think his blue is very high. And, and he, may think, be a, he may be a yellow red. He may be more yellow than red, but there's some red in there because yeah. it, it definitely comes out when he's taking charge and he's leading and he's leading from the front. Um, so, yeah, I, I can see that. I can, I can see your point. Uh, yeah. 100%. Um, so what can our listeners do to identify their own personality and those with whom they work? We're going to provide the personality assessment in the show notes. Most theorists claim that your EQ, like your IQ, um, your emotional intelligence versus your, your regular intelligence measures how well you can leverage this information in handling your emotions and yourself and others. Um, and then we encourage you to go in there and take that personality test, see how you score and then take it to another level, take it to your team or to your, uh, your power circle and have the people around you take it, maybe your family, your kids, um, so that you can figure out how everybody scores. And so that way, you know, better how to interact together in a way that is more beneficial for the whole team or for the whole family or, or whatever, you know? Right. And even like with your spouse, like after you do it, get your spouse to do it and guess, try to guess who they are before they do it and then see how it comes out. So Victor E. Fresnel says between stimuli and response, there is a space in that space lies our freedom and power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and freedom. Absolutely. With emotional intelligence comes growth, um, learning about yourself in terms of who you are uh, as a person and as a leader, uh, and I'll also I'll also add something. When, when uh, you know, Crystal made a made a, um, a point to say that no one color is better than another, and no one color can do something that the other colors can't. Right. So so there's no limitation. And one of the things that I did as a as a leader in an organization is when I'm building a team, I'm always looking at the personality types that I have on my team and identifying where the gap is. Right. So, so if I have a, t- I don't want to have a team of all reds, right? right? Cause we're going to charge in, we're going to, we're going to knock the walls down. We're going to yeah. do, you know, but we're not going to have compassion. We're not going to make it a work, a fun work environment. We're not going to look at the data and you know what I'm saying? Like right. we're not going to do any of those things. So, so if, if I'm building a team and let's say I have to hire four people, I'm going to want a red, I'm going to want a blue, I'm going to want a yellow and I'm going to want a green. Right. Because we're going to balance each other out. And when we're in a meeting and making a decision and we go, hey, guys, we're going to knock down the walls. The, the, the blue is going to say, well, how many walls are we going to knock down? 
and uh, who's going to clean it up, and and what's going to be the, the the you know the blue's going to going to put us back on course in terms of the the data that we need. Right. The yellow's going to say, well, how can we make this fun so that everybody is participating and everybody has a good experience? And the blue's going to say, well, how are we going to make this? Uh, how are we going to do this in a way that allows us to recycle the pieces um, so that we could put it back? You know what I'm saying? Like right. like that's going to give you a good round solid team, and everybody coming together is gonna is going to create an environment where the organization is going to be better. So right. you can't just when you're you're hiring it's important to know what you're hiring for it's not just the skill set it's not just the knowledge it's also what personality are you bringing onto the team that's going to balance out the team in a way that's going to complement each other you always want to bring in something that you're currently missing right and sometimes um, depending on the position certain positions require a higher level of one personality over another sure like if you have a volunteer organization generally a green's going to do better than that right you know a higher green so it, that kind of depends too, but it, also in knowing your different organizations. So like I was a regional emergency management for a region of hospitals and clinics. The area was pretty large and I had two, two big hospitals in my region and they were very different. So like one of the hospitals was, there was a lot of like very high green energy. And so I had to deal with them a little bit differently than the other hospital. So it was a lot better right. to get a lot of things done in the other hospital without needing a lot of people. But at that hospital, because there were so many greens, everybody wanted to be included. They didn't like feeling like they weren't part of things. Um, so it was a little bit different in like getting their buy-in and getting people to participate. They wanted to have that buy-in and they wanted to be part of things. Right. Even if it was a small part, they wanted a piece of it. Yeah. They wanted that role. So that yeah, makes sense. So uh, to close out, I just want to encourage you guys to go to the show notes. Um, please take the personality test. Uh, find out if you're a red, blue, green, or yellow, and then uh, and then figure out uh, where where the people around you sit and uh, and how you can uh, uh, better build your emotional intelligence to be a better friend, a better father, a better leader, just a better individual, be a better person. We challenge all of our listeners to utilize this information in their daily lives and see how much their interactions change for the better. For the better.